Hello, and welcome to another episode of Have We Met. This is your new pop playlist. My name is Brett, and I will be your host today. I have gone through all 101 new songs this week, and I will be telling you which ones you need to pay attention to. Before we get into this week's new music, I do want to say a huge thank you to everyone who's had the chance to listen to the first episode. I really appreciate all the feedback, all the input, and I also want to say a big thank you to everyone who had the chance to donate. Uh, Well, it was Vinny, just Vinny, but um, thanks Vinny for uh, sending me a little bit of money. I am between jobs right now, and I want to make this a full-time thing. So if you enjoyed today's episode, please be more like Vinny and uh, shoot me a little cash at the end of the episode, okay? If you want to follow along on this week's playlist, go to Instagram, follow me at HaveWeMetPod, and in the bio, there are links to the playlist on both Spotify and Apple Music. The songs we talk about today are there in order if you want to follow along as we're listening. And I think the best way for us to start is by acknowledging a song that I missed on last week's episode that I really want to draw your attention to. If you are, well, a big homo, which I assume most of you are, you know who Adina Menzel is. She originated the role of Elphaba in Wicked on Broadway, for which she won a Tony. She is the voice of Elsa in the Frozen movies, and I'm a big Disney gay, so that's the thing I'm most excited about. Now Adina is here to try her hand at a dance pop album with some disco influences. So far, she's released Move and Dramatic, two of my favorite songs of the year thus far. For the album, she's worked with people like Niall Rogers of Chic, Jake Shears of the Scissor Sisters, and now she's brought us Beast, the third single from her new album Drama Queen, which comes out on August 18th. Beast was produced by Sir Nolan, who's worked with Selena Gomez, Rita Ora, Nick Jonas, so that'll give you an idea of some of the dance pop influences that she has been working with. Check out a little clip of Beast and see if you can feel the fantasy. Doesn't that just sound like she recorded it so next time she's a guest judge on Drag Race, the queens have something to lip sync to? I really appreciate that she, A, knows who her audience is, and B, that she feels like she's in a place where she can just have some fun. You know, I'm glad that people like her in that age range don't feel like they have to be, you know, making something really, I don't know, sophisticated, mature, uh, boring, you know, to be taken seriously. You know, she knows that she's a very, very talented and fabulous artist, and now she just wants to enjoy herself. And I think that is a lesson we can all learn from, truly. I actually think that's something that is in common with a lot of our new releases this week. So it's a crowded week for new music. There is so much for us to talk about. I just want to dive right in. We cannot get this started without talking about the new Carly Rae Jepsen album. Now, she has become sort of famous for creating B-sides to her main albums. In the fall, she released The Loneliest Time, which was more introspective, was a bit more emotional. I personally truly loved it. It's actually one of my favorite Carly albums ever. When we saw her in concert in the fall, I thought I saw a huge jump up in her stage presence, in her just comfortability with herself. So if that's our theme for this week, that's great. People finding their niche, being okay with who they are, and not being ashamed of it anymore. Carly's always had that kind of really grand, 
uh, unabashed pop sensibility. And she likes a big chorus. She likes a catchy hook. She likes a smooth melody. And I like all of that, too. This new album features that, you know, basically same structure across the songs. But there are a few production influences that she hasn't really delved into before. Some of them are a little bit amelodic. There's one with kind of like a trap sort of background. But, of course, you know, when you come to Carly Rae, you want a standard bop. And you will find no shortage of those on her new album, The Loveliest Time. Now, I think most of you are probably expecting me to play Psychedelic Switch as it is like the banger on the album. But I actually really love the song that comes right after it. It's a little smoother, a little more down-tempo. But she sounds gorgeous on it. And I also love any song with a spoken word intro. This one starts with a guy saying, do you really think this is a good idea? And she goes... I don't know, probably not, but <laughs> this is a little taste of So Right. I was wrong, I'm certain to it. Did I lose your love when it's physical? Sometimes we get it so right. We can get it so right. I was wrong, no one's innocent. Did we fuck this up when it's critical? Sometimes Another thing I was thinking about that song is how rarely we see a Carly Rae song with the explicit logo next to it. I think that idea of like allowing some language to come in as you grow older is another sign of sort of maturity and not really caring what other people think, you know? And I love to see that from Carly because she's a weird theater kid and so am I. And I think that's part of why we relate to her so, so much, you know? Be feeling that outsider energy, but owning your weirdness, as Weird Barbie would say. And in the spirit of owning your weirdness, or maybe even being a freak, let's talk about the new song by Jesse Ware and Roisin Murphy. Now, Jesse is an absolute favorite of mine. I've loved her for a long time. And similarly, she used to make these kind of serious, torch song, ballad-fueled albums. But I was introduced to her by the first Disclosure album. She's on a song called Confess to Me, which is a great dance number. She's dabbled in disco throughout her career, she had a song called Imagine It Was Us on the deluxe version of her first album. But in 2020, she released the disco-fueled What's Your Pleasure? And she gained an entirely new audience because of it. She also said how much more fun it was for her to be on stage making everybody move. I might be a little biased because my song with my partner Daryl is on What's Your Pleasure. It is called Save a Kiss, and we listened to it the night we met. And then we listened to her album, I'm going to say three times on repeat. And uh, <laughs> it has a, a very special place in my heart for many, many reasons. Daryl and I started a joint playlist that night, and Save a Kiss is the first song on it. Now, if you would like to hear a bonus episode where Daryl and I talk about some of the big songs on our mutual playlist, let me know, and we'll get to work on that, okay? Hopefully we can both fit in this closet to record together. Jessie Ware's fifth album, That! exclamation point, feels good, exclamation point, came out at the end of April and went even further into those disco influences. The song I'm about to play for you is one of my favorite songs on that album. It is called Freak Me Now. It was produced by Stuart Price. And when you hear the other songs that he's worked on, basically, if you want to do modern day disco, this is who you go to. Executive producer on Madonna's Confessions on a Dance Floor. Executive producer of Dua Lipa's Future Nostalgia. Executive producer of Kylie Minogue's Aphrodite. Now, those are three of my favorite albums 
in recent history. So Jesse knows exactly what she's doing. And by pulling Roisin Murphy onto this, she's giving us another taste of her respect for her musical influences. Roisin came about in the late 90s as a member of band Maloko. Their big song is Sing It Back. Sing it back, bring it back, sing it back for me. But as a soloist, has a lot of songs you might recognize too. I don't know if you grew up watching So You Think You Can Dance, but I sure did. And her song Rama Lama Bang Bang was used for the zombie number choreographed by Wade Robson in season two. Roisin is a dance music pioneer, and she said when Jesse reached out to her to participate on this song, she could not say no because they're friends and they're big fans of each other's work. Actually, if you listen to That Feels Good from the very beginning, there are a few voices that say, that feels good. And Roisin's is one of them. Another one of them is Kylie Minogue's. Now, Jessie Ware has a lot of very, very famous and powerful friends. So let's have a listen to this updated version of Freak Me Now. This might just be a case of me trying to shoehorn Britney Spears into every conversation I ever have, but isn't there something a little bit work bitch about freak it out, freak it out in the background of that? Go back and listen again and tell me if you don't hear a little bit of Britney Spears in that. And, you know, speaking of Britney Spears, because almost every element of pop culture is somehow influenced by her now, that's not up for debate, by the way. Let's talk about the new EP from Tori Kelly. I'll admit, I haven't paid too much attention to Tori. She didn't make it through to the top 24 on season 9 of American Idol. Since then, has grown to more fame through her YouTube covers. She has released a couple albums, but I kind of assumed she was a country music singer, and so I didn't pay too much attention to her. And I'm thinking now that that was a huge mistake. Her new album is a proper rebrand. It has come with a change in her hair color, which always signifies a big new era. And I think it's classic pop star behavior, first of all. She has talked about her reverence for artists like Aaliyah, TLC, Destiny's Child, Missy Elliott, that late 90s, early 2000s R&B sound. And personally, I hear a lot of JoJo in this. She's named the EP just her first name, Tori, which, again, a Britney Spears reference. So it's all coming back to that Y2K sort of feeling. She has a couple songs on this EP that I'm really, really passionate about, but I'm going to play you one called Shelter. Most of this EP was written with John Bellion, and he is well known for his song All Time Low, but he's also co-wrote Prisoner, Midnight Sky for Miley Cyrus, Graveyard for Halsey, and Monster for Eminem and Rihanna. So again, that hip-hop sort of influence starting to come through into her more R&B, Y2K sound, and I think that's a really, really great place for her to start. She was hospitalized last week. She apparently collapsed last Sunday and is experiencing some issues due to blood clots. So let's send some healing energy out to Tori. Apparently she is doing better. And if anything, this is just going to get more people talking about the music. And the music is really, really fabulous. The part of Shelter I really want to play for you is the very end where the guitar riff comes in and it's kind of electric and wailing and she matches it note for note with her voice. It's really powerful, but uh, with no context, it sounds a little dramatic. So let's listen to a little bit of the chorus first and then I'll play you that ending bit and you can see what you think. You
Do you see what I mean about the JoJo sort of influence on that? That big voice over that smooth backdrop? That to me is the sound of the early 2000s, so she's getting the influences really, really right. This is the outro bit I was talking about where she matches the guitar note for note. It is so impressive. She sounds incredible on it. Have a listen. I had a music teacher in high school tell me that a fade out is the musical equivalent of wimping out in a fight. <laughs> so every time a song fades out now, I think of that. And though part of me agrees, I do think it depends on what the message of the lyrics is trying to send. And that is a song about her saying, you know, I'll take care of you forever. So that slow fade out basically just means that that message is continuing on. And so I think it really suits the message and the meaning of what she's singing about. So we can forgive the fade out this time. Have We Met is all about introducing you to new artists, and I really, really want to talk about this next one. Her name is Georgia, and she also came out with a new album this week. I first heard of Georgia a couple years ago when she did a remix of Jessie Ware's song, What's Your Pleasure? She also is a fan favorite on the, my favorite music blog, Pop Justice. At the end of the year, Pop Justice always does a top 45 singles of the year, and Georgia's song, About Work the Dance Floor, was their number one pick of 2020. Euphoric is the name of her new album. It is her third studio album. She has worked with a man named Rostam, who was a member of Vampire Weekend, but now he produces pop records for Haim, for Claro, for Charlie XCX. So she's gone into a very dancey sort of pop, a little, a little bit less maybe alternative realm with this record, but I personally, as a pop music fan, really love that. And I'm hearing a lot of those late 90s house influences, a little bit of that trance element coming in. There are a few songs on this record that I think really embody the feeling of the word euphoria. And this song, Mountain Song, I think is the one. It is very romantic. The way it builds to me is it's very, very cathartic and emotional. There's a lyric in it where she says, I dreamt of us together, then woke to find you next to me. And I might cry just trying to say that out loud, actually. I think that is so beautiful. So have a listen. This is Mountain Song by Georgia. Honestly, if you're going to title your album Euphoric, that is what the song needs to sound like. That is exactly what I was expecting. It gives me goosebumps all over. I love the way it builds. I love her airy vocal floating over that kind of rhythmic sort of drum beat. She is a drummer originally, and apparently that was a big part of this process for her, was playing these older you know, house rhythms on an actual drum set. And that's what gives these songs, I think, a lot of depth sonically. You know what? I'm actually such a big fan of this Georgia album that I'm going to play you another song from it. This is a little bit more up-tempo, a little bit more what you'd expect from like a dance floor, escapism, euphoria sort of album. This one is called Some Things You'll Never Know.
maybe using a drop as the chorus of your song is a little bit passe now, but as I played with you with Mountain Song, there are big choruses on this album. And also, you know, it's a dance floor throwback kind of referential album. So having that drop in there as the chorus every once in a while doesn't bother me in terms of the full album. So I really think you should go check that out. And if you enjoy the album, there's also a Years and Years remix of the first song on it. It's Euphoric, uh, which should be on the album as a little bonus track. I'm not sure why it isn't there, but it's definitely worth a listen if you like the sound that she's providing. Can you believe we haven't even talked about my favorite song of the week yet? We have talked about some amazing, amazing songs. Songs I'm really excited about. Songs that I could listen to for days on end. But this one, it just, it speaks to me on a certain level. It comes to us from a South African artist whose name is Tyla. Tyla, I've been really excited about this year so far. She delivered a song earlier this year called Been Thinking, which if you see the video, she is giving like, if Rihanna debuted in the year 2023. She is really fresh. She's really charismatic on screen, and she just sounds unbelievably smooth. She's also delivering us a genre that we aren't super familiar with yet. It is called Alma Piano. It was developed in Johannesburg in the late 90s. It is a genre of house music, but it was created just to make people dance. Alma Piano is a blend of jazz, cueto music, which is a subgenre of house music, it characterized by synths and wide percussive bass lines. And like I said, it is created just to make people move. I think that is what speaks to my inner dancer in this song. One of my favorite things about it, on top of it being really, really rhythmic, really sexy, really layered, is that it features her prominently at the center. As a new artist, it's really important to establish your sonic identity and make your presence known. So I'm going to play you the wall of sound version of the chorus, the way that this song starts. And then I'm going to play you the end of the song where it's just her singing the same lines solo. And you will hear that personality really start to shine through. The other thing that I really appreciate about this song is that the pre-chorus is so melodic and anthemic that it could actually be the chorus itself. This song has hooks for days. And as a pop music aficionado, that is something I really appreciate about the songwriting and about the delivery. So I'm going to play you that pre-chorus into the wall of sound version of it, and then I'm going to play you the outro as well, and you'll hear what I'm talking about. This is my song of the week. This is Water by Tyla. So if that's the version where you can picture everybody chanting it on the dance floor, now listen to the way she finishes the song where it's just her talking to you and only you. Make me sweat, make me harder, make me lose my breath, make me water. Make me sweat, make me harder, make me lose my breath, make me water. Mm. Honestly, I think the sign of a true star is someone who doesn't mind sharing the spotlight, but then can reclaim it for their own when the time is right. Tyla is someone I'm very excited about. Look into her. Check her out. Again, watch the video for Been Thinking. She is going to be huge. So if you get into her now, you'll be at the forefront of that trend. And uh, you can tell everyone that you heard about her right here on Have We Met. Now, we're reaching kind of the halfway point of our episode. 
And if you're enjoying yourself, I have a few requests. Hopefully you've already followed us on Spotify or Apple Music. Hopefully you've already given us a rating. I would love for you to rate us five stars or write us a nice review. You can also donate through the link in my bio on Instagram. Again, that's at Have We Met Pod on Instagram. And the link to donate through PayPal is there. And I just received another donation from my very lovely partner, Daryl. So thank you so much, Daryl, for believing in me. I love you so much. Our next artist is going to become the first artist to feature on two different episodes of Have We Met. And considering there has only been two of them so far, you got to admit that's pretty impressive. Sam Smith is two for two right now. This new song is another collaboration with Calvin Harris. The two have previously worked together on The Amazing Promises and this year's I'm Not Here to Make Friends from Sam's new album, Gloria. As I mentioned last week when we were talking about Sam's track on the Barbie soundtrack, I'm a huge fan of the Sam Smith rebrand, going more into dance music, going more into this sort of sexually progressive era. I think what they are doing is really, really important. And I also have always thought that Sam's voice lends itself well to these sort of upbeat dance songs. I think Latch with Disclosure is one of my favorite songs that they've ever done. And Desire is going to be getting a lot of play from me on the dance floor this summer as well. Have a listen. It's got that same late 90s trance, you know, techno kind of backdrop that Calvin was experimenting with earlier this year when he did Miracle with Ellie Goulding. This is just a clip of Desire. There can still be a lot of homophobia in the music world, you know, in the festival world, which is surprising because so much of that is built on the gay community. And I'm glad that someone with a big name like Calvin Harris is continuously standing behind Sam, you know, having their name seen together, I think is really important in terms of, you know, showing people that there's no reason to be afraid of someone non-binary, no reason to be afraid of someone who's queer, no reason to be afraid of someone who might be trans, you know, etc. I think right now, especially that messaging is really important. And so Calvin, I salute you. When I hear a song like that, it makes me want to move my body. When I dance, I, uh, I like to thrash. That's <laughs> what my besties call it. I do a lot of these kind of big poses. And the next song, when it came on, my body just started convulsing in that way that it does. And I was thrashing all over. It comes to us from a girl named Leah Kate. Now, Leah apparently rose to fame on TikTok, which I didn't actually know. And I've playlisted four of her songs already. I'm a big fan of her work. She is a little bit rocky, let's say, maybe a bit on the harder edge of what I would typically listen into, but I really think she's got an ear for great hooks, great melodies, and she also is great at conjuring sort of a visual with her lyrics. Her first song was 10 Things I Hate About You, which already we love a 90s movie reference. Last year, she had a song called My Bed, which was an interpolation of Kylie Minogue, Can't Get You Out of My Bed, which I thought was genius, personally. This new one is called Space, and it's a song about somebody who's going to miss you when you're gone, um, all because they asked for a little bit of space. So have a listen. This is Leah Kate, Space.
We talked a little bit about song structure last week, and that is another example of a good post-chorus hook. You know, it would be so easy for them to just go, he wants anything but space and have that be the end. But to give us that little room to breathe, eh, 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 like that's got a very poker face sort of feel to me. So I think the pop sensibility is there for her. You know, I'm not uh, someone who uses TikTok very often, so I'm not annoyed of her. <laughs> so if you are, I'm sorry. But I like that kind of bratty sort of energy sometimes. I think we all have that kind of inside of us. And so, you know, I can I can relate. But I do understand if that's maybe sort of on the immature side of what uh, you might be listening to. So let's let's elevate it again just a little bit. This is another really well-written song uh, with a great post-chorus hook. When I started this last week, I thought I was going to be keeping a tally of the number of Nordic artists that I would play because so much of our best pop music comes from Sweden, Denmark, the Netherlands, etc. But what I really should be paying attention to is the number of songs I'm playing by artists from Australia. Our next one, we talked about Tyla earlier, so don't confuse Tyla Jane with her. She's an up-and-coming Australian singer-songwriter. She gave an interview where she said she really wants to be another voice of optimism for people, that she knows life is really hard and that she wants to be able to build people up, tell them that they're beautiful, that they're important. And this song is called Lemonade. And it's basically, you know, we take what they give us and we make something better out of it. And I really like that as a message. I like that as a motto behind her music. I think that's a really nice through line. You know, we do need more positivity. And, you know, I've been really guilty in my life of trying to pull other people down because, you know, maybe I was insecure and And I've realized that my superpower is my energy. And so lifting other people up does feel really good and can be a really powerful thing. And I think that's what draws me to this song a little bit. It's got that new disco sort of feel, great little vibe going on. I can see us listen to this, sitting by the pool, sipping a little cocktail, probably with some lemonade in it. This is Tyler Jane, all the way from Australia. Have a little listen to Lemonade. If you're following along on Spotify or Apple Music, have a look at that album art. I love those really vibrant colors. I love that typeface. I love, I mean, I think as a new artist, it's probably important to sometimes feature your face on the artwork, but she's still winning my award for artwork of the week because I just think it's really eye-catching and I think it suits the feel of that song so, so, so well. I actually want to play you another little clip from the second verse because there's something really fun that she's doing to accent everything that she says. She'll sing the line and then kind of acknowledge it, you know, uh-huh, or accent it with maybe a breath. Ah, ah. Something about that is very Bootylicious by Destiny's Child or maybe even Boys by Britney where there's that background conversation happening that's just adding a little bit of depth to it and making you really pay attention to what she's saying. Have a listen to the second verse and see if you can see what I mean. For me, those accents really make her character shine through and add a really important pop of personality in that song that might, you know, sound a little generic otherwise, and I think that's really important. It's difficult because it feels like pop music is in a place where everything has sort of been done, you know, and everything kind of sounds like something else, but... 
For me, I like those throwback sounds. I like referencing eras that are important to you. And it's cyclical, you know? If nothing's new, then at least be blatant with your influences, you know? I definitely prefer that than, say, an AI kind of future where everything is just so robotic that it doesn't sound like music anymore. Though I guess at one point people were saying that about electronic music or autotune or anything like that. And some of my favorite songs do incorporate those elements. So maybe I'll be eating my words sometime very soon. Speaking of the dance floor, we're going to go back there right now with the new song from Tujamo and Inna. Now, these are two dance music artists that I recognize from my time teaching spin. Tujamo is known for Booty Bounce, which came out the year that I started teaching. And Inna, I really enjoy, actually. Last year, she had an album out called Champagne Problems. And that was one of my top played songs of 2022. Inna is from Romania, and she has had several number ones on the Billboard Hot Dance airplay chart. So you might recognize her voice once you hear it. Freak is a really sexy kind of dance floor number. It's got that underground kind of feel. It's really driving and really pulsing. You're going to want to throw this one on your gym playlist right away. This is just a little clip of Freak by Inna and Tujamo. I need you to go to all those places, baby, feed my fantasy. Can you love me like, love me like, love me like a freak? Can you love me like, love me like, love me like a freak? Can you love me like, love me like, love me like a freak? Can you love me like a freak? Can you love me like a freak? Can you love me like? Oh, I feel bad cutting that off right as the drop hits, but I'm only allowed to play a certain length of each of these songs, and I really want you to follow along on the playlist. So, a reminder. At Have We Met Pod on Instagram. The link is in the bio for our playlist on Spotify and on Apple Music. You will want to follow along there because I do recommend some music that I don't have time to play on each podcast episode. So if this isn't enough new songs for you and you trust my taste and you want to hear what else I'm listening to, that's where you're going to go check out, all right? I also have a full 2023 playlist that has almost 650 songs on it. So if you want to put that on, hit shuffle, you'll know what I've been listening to all year. Now that playlist I recommend for a dinner party, cocktails with friends, maybe you have a store or a salon and you're looking for something new to listen to, just throw that on in the background and I promise it's good energy to have on. And if you missed last week's episode, you can always scroll down to the bottom and see what songs I've been recommending. Ideally, I see myself being someone who makes playlists for Spotify, so the more people I have listening, the better. And I think by now you should know to trust my taste, so get on it. The link is also in my Instagram link tree at Have We Met Pod. We only have time to talk about two more songs today, but they're two that I'm very excited about. They both come from singer-songwriters that I, before today, have not actually heard of. The next one, her name is Maris. Well, that's her stage name. She comes from Brussels, and her full name is Mariske Brockmeyer. Now, she talks about her love of optimism. She also claims on her website that seeing her live is a experience that you cannot miss. Now, next time she's in town, I'm going to make sure to see her because I love the message of this song. It's about not really knowing what your next step is. And I think as someone who is in sort of a transitional phase, I really relate to the lyrics. It also has a really grand, sweeping sort of 80s soundscape. And again, you know, we're talking about those throwback references. And again, I think she knows what she likes and isn't afraid to show you. And I think when you're meeting a new artist, that's something that's really important. So check this out. This is the chorus of Going Yet by Maris.
can just imagine getting in the car, rolling the windows down, turning that up as loud as it will go, and like speeding so much faster than the speed limit. That is a great road trip song. I really appreciate that feeling. You can tell she knows exactly how to get her point across when she makes a song. She actually put out an EP last month called Crash Land, which I haven't heard. So as soon as we're done recording here, I'm going to go have a listen to that and I'll uh, maybe throw a couple more on my 2023 playlist for you. We have made it to the end. There is only time to talk about one more song today. And to my local Toronto listeners, I think you're going to be really excited about this one. It comes to us from a woman named Jessie Leith Monroe. Now, Jessie was born right here in Toronto, but she moved to L.A. to go to the Berklee School of Music. Apparently, she found the scene there a little limiting, but since moving to London, England... I have to specify England because anyone who lives in Toronto thinks you're talking about London, Ontario, which is funny because I don't think anyone's ever talked about London, Ontario. Sorry, JP and Tyler, if you're listening. (laughs) Anyway, she moved to London and apparently since she's been there, she's really found her people, people who encourage her to experiment, encourage her to play. And there is a lot of play on display in this song. It is called Good Time. It is about going out, getting wild, you know, maybe taking a couple years off your life, maybe smashing your phone, but having such a good time that you don't even let it bother you. Well, at least until the next day. She has changed her name to Leith, her middle name, but also maybe a reference to her newfound home in the UK. So check out Good Time by Leith. I think we can all relate to having a night out like that, you know, where, what do they say? The nights you won't remember with the friends you'll never forget. I love the single cover for that one, too. It's a picture of her jumping a fence. (laughs) That is a lot of fun. And I'm, as a Torontonian, I'm really proud of her. I think that's a fabulous, fabulous intro to her, both as a songwriter and as a personality. So you made it. This is the end of our second episode. I'm so curious to know what your favorite song was this week. If you have a song that you thought I was going to play that I didn't, feel free to always shoot me a message. You can reach me on Instagram at It Gets Breader, or of course you can reach out at Have We Met Pod. Again, that's where the link is in the bio. If you want to follow, subscribe, rate, review, anything like that, I appreciate all the help I can get. And again, this is still new to me. So if you have feedback or if you want to just chat about music, I am all ears. I hope you had a good time. A good, good time. (laughs) See what I did there? I will see you next week. I am actually so looking forward to it. I can't wait. I have been your host, Brett, and it was so nice to meet you. 